Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Hey, Genius Leader. Welcome to the other different kind of episode of Genius Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm taking you behind the scenes and get you to meet one of the team members, or by the time this show airs, it's the first day without her on our team. Nastya Kavalenga has been with me for the whole year of 2021 and has grown enormously. And now she's leaving for, to focus on, on the main priorities of her, which is the studies at the moment. And I wanted to bring her because she was the crucial part of the podcast process and project uh, for the whole year since it was launched. And I want you to get to know how we are creating the show that you're listening to right now but also how it is to work with me, what kind of things might be good and might be challenging uh, for my team when they work with me. We share a bit of the learnings that Nastya has gotten through the work on the show and through the work with me. And yeah, I get quite personal about how this whole entrepreneurial journey is for me and what role the podcast plays on that journey. So I hope you enjoy this special and. Um, different kind of conversation and I'm sure there will be learnings in that as well. I would love to hear from you or how has this first year of Genius Leadership Podcast been for you, whether you have been with us very recent since very recently or for a longer time. So drop me a message on LinkedIn or on info at anapitlibel.com and I would love to have a conversation with you about the show and my work and whatever comes to your mind that is related to what I'm doing on a daily basis. So hope you're having a wonderful start of December and going into these quite often hectic season with wrapping up work and festivities coming up with peace and feeling of control. And I want you to remember that you are empowered to have the control over your life. Never give it away to anyone else. Just a little reminder there. Enjoy the conversation and see you on the other side. Hey, Genius Leaders. Today I have a very special guest and quite a special conversation because I have no clue what we're going to go talk about <laughs> and where this conversation will take us. Nastya is one of my team members, or by the time this airs, She's already gone from the team, unfortunately, after almost a year of working with me. And it might be a bit weird to invite a person who is leaving the team, but I just wanted to bring Nice on the show to share her learnings from working with me and working with our show for almost a year, her learnings from that, but also get you a bit behind the scenes of what's going on and maybe discuss some things that you might be curious about and, and want to learn. And Nastya is probably one of the best people to answer those questions or have those discussions with me. So Nastya, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. It's really weird to being on this end as well. I typically hear this phrase from the recordings or from other podcasts that you're doing. And this is a starting point. And after that, I'm just, you know, going step by step through what's going to happen next. But here I'm the one who is on, on this side creating some sort of content. So it's very exciting and interesting to be here as well. <laughs> I really appreciate that you decided to or like agreed to do it with me because it's super exciting for me. And I've uh, seen a couple of my of coaches whom I'm following or with whom I work to do those kind of things sometimes. And I also appreciated that, you know, to show that there is a team behind everything that is done. You know, like people uh, look at my content on LinkedIn, for example, and they're like, oh, you're all over the place. You're doing so much, so many things. How do you manage and so on? That's because I don't try to manage it all by myself, right? And, and you and, and Marie have been instrumental for me in this last year to reach some goals that I've set, uh, like set for myself for this year. And uh, just to be super transparent, I don't have a huge team. It's two of you working part-time and then we have a contractor whose name I will not call because he usually doesn't like to be called out, <laughs> who is editing the podcast, the audio itself. So it's these three people who have been helping me with, a lot of things to make it happen and to stay con consistent with things that matter to me, like this podcast, so that it goes and airs every uh, every week on time and uh, to the quality standards that we have set within the team. And to just give you a bit of a context, when Asya said that she always hears it from the other side, is that because she is the one preparing the show notes and preparing the blog posts that go on Thursdays, the day after the podcast is aired based on the uh, on the interview so she would listen to every podcast uh, <laughs> in advance uh, read out and create some story behind it the ma major learnings to put that on on the article that is shared on our blog uh, at analibel.com and uh, uh, at some time we started doing it on LinkedIn as the articles as well just to create more ways of people getting the brilliant knowledge of our guests uh, yeah and it's format. a great pleasure it's a, it's a great pleasure always. Um, the you know I always uh, tell other people that it's incredible feeling when you literally can feel how you grow almost on the physical level, and that's how I've been feeling for the past year. Um, listening to those podcasts, working with you, reading some materials, preparing some other stuff. It's it's incredible what this year has done to me as a person, and I'm extreme. I was extremely extremely happy to contribute to the growth of this wonderful project because. In my opinion, it's it's an absolutely excellent podcast with a fantastic mission. So thank you again for coming up with this idea and you know trying to actually implement it. It's amazing. So yeah, it's it's my pleasure. I um I was always very excited. I can't say that it was always easy because sometimes it was very difficult. The interview was extremely full of different tips, tricks, you know, um, different interesting stories, and I would it was a big challenge for me to try and figure out what exactly is that that I want to bring out say in the blog post or in show notes and things like that but sometimes sometimes it was very clear you know sometimes there was just this red threat <laughs> throughout the whole interview I knew exactly what to say but it was always always um indeed full of interesting uh, information that you know I behind the scenes also was trying to implement in my personal life and it was extremely helpful so I'm beyond grateful for that as well okay I already teared up while you were talking and I I <laughs> Now I sense that might be more of those moments. I think it will be the first time on my podcast I did tear up on the while guesting some other shows, but never on my own show. So 
Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting experience. <laughs> but um, yeah, just to give uh, people a bit more of a context why you are leaving, it's because you're doing your, your master studies right now in Belgium and it, you just felt like it got a bit too intense and you were not delivering to your wishful and the stand, like usual standards with me and during the studies and you were not having enough time for rest and, and, uh, and that's why you took this decision. Unfortunately, people didn't come up with a shop of time yet where you can just go and get extra 48 hours in your week. That would definitely solve most of the problems. Although, again, thanks to the podcast, I learned much better how to manage my time. Uh, but yeah, it's getting a little too intense and master's degree is taking up a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of, yeah, a lot of focus. So unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I had I had to uh, leave. I know, but I'm not leaving like fully, fully. I'll of course be always there, you know, to help out, to share, to to partake into in in all those um, wonderful moments and be there if you need me. But yeah, it's I. You know, we were talking about this, and I remembered how the first time I met you, I um, actually it was a friend of mine who lives here in Belgium who told me about you and I read your post when you were looking for a person and I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds super interesting. I have never heard of any similar projects from Ukraine. And I was extremely intrigued by the fact how, what, what a high level it was at already when I joined the team and how great the content was, you know, how, how, how wholesome the message um, of this whole podcast was. So I was very excited to uh, to talk to Anya and I remember that I was like very much preparing for this first meeting and everything else and I was like figuring out what I'm gonna wear and how I'm gonna talk to Anya but then uh, when we tried to put together the schedules and whatnot I realized that the only available time the time Anya had at the moment was when I was going Christmas shopping for my boyfriend and my family and so I literally had to stand in the parking lot of a mall you know talking to Anya and trying to introduce myself as decent as I could so it was super funny you know where it started and where it is now it's it's incredible <laughs> I remember that wall that was your background for that first conversation <laughs> and I think you were wearing black mask <laughs> yes yes I was like can take this off we were supposed to wear a mask on the streets here so yeah that was that was fun <laughs> yeah, but it, it you know I was very very happy um when Anya explained more about the project and generally told me what the goal was and um yeah it was it was very like I don't know it just touched my heart from the very first couple of seconds so did Anya herself I remember I was very astonished by your personality and I called my parents immediately I was like this is so amazing you know so mm. it was extremely exciting so thank you thank you again for giving me this opportunity to to be part of this um of this great mission mm, thank you nice and uh, it was such a pleasure to have you on the team and really learn with you together i'm always up for that and like when i give you some tasks and i'm like this is how i have done before or this is my thought of how to do it but you're younger than me you're more maybe tech savvy than me and so on and so forth so you definitely will have your own ideas and your perspectives so please bring them onto the table and we will discuss and, and some things you can just implement without me uh without asking for permission so that was the way for me to grow as well as a leader of, of my tiny little company right now as the coach for my clients but also as the business owner and um, like practicing what I preach with with you ladies in my team. So it's been a very valuable journey and it was also very rewarding to see how you grow. <laughs> it blows my mind, really, <laughs> just to see 
how much you've developed in that year with your approaches, with the text that you've been writing, just that, <laughs> just that part from July, I think. It just went like it exploded. Suddenly, I didn't need to edit that much in the blog posts. And it was just like minor things. I'm just so proud of you. And last but not least, this decision of yours to, to step down from the team, as much as it sucks for me, because I really love working with you, I, I'm so damn proud of you to take that step because that's what we've discussed recently, right? And like I, I, I do coach you and, and I coach Marie as well. So this is one of the ways of me to contribute into, to your development. Of, and, uh, and you were so coachable, so we can discuss that as well in the conversation <laughs> if you want. So soon we'll just turn the tables and, and you will lead the conversation. But this is just the last thing I want to say. As much as I felt sad that you're leaving, as relieved and proud I was that you're taking the step because we've been discussing those things. And I was telling you from from the from spring, from September when the study started, you, know, you were like, Yeah, okay, this this week is a shit show, or this week is super crazy, da-da-da, but next week will be better. And yeah. so on. And I was like, Nastya, where is the time for rest in your calendar? Nastya, are you sure you want to take this new task? Nastya, Nastya, Nastya. <laughs> And then when you said that thing, like, okay, I took a decision to leave you. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I've taught this girl something. <laughs> I just don't, didn't want to have it on my bad consciousness that you, you have some stress feeling or you, you even burn out in some way because of your passion towards what we're doing. So as I said, said as I am, I'm also very, very proud of you for practicing what, what we've been learning together. No, thank you very much. It's, um, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's also difficult for me because I really enjoyed it. You know, you're, you're saying I've been jumping on all of those tasks like right away. Yeah. Because it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's, it's inspiring. It's, you know, when I first found out about the tools, for instance, we we're using, you know, to publish our things, to, to go through, to, to make our lives easier. I was extremely also inspired. I didn't know they ever existed. So, you know, from the technical standpoint life was already made easier through those things so if i could i would do even more honestly if i had more day hours in the day it's 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 very fascinating to see how um how much there is to generally to the topic of leadership you know a, a lot of people um simplify leadership oftentimes and they don't really talk about the struggles that leaders go through right so it's mostly about the nice wonderful thing so how great it is to be a leader here's how to be a powerful leader and then you have a, a room with you know uh, 40 different leaders studying how to be the best leader ever and then you're like okay but it's going to be cutthroat because hold up a second you know as a leader you want to be dominant in a sense at least that's what's being preached more, most often you know you have to be strong you have to do this that the other thing but the 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 opposite kind of part of it was never really highlighted in any way, shape or form. So for me, it was very important and interesting to see the struggles that leaders sometimes have that, you know, um, they're not just these mystical uh, fairy tale creatures that never have any faults or, you know, that, that have time for everything and are just super successful all the time. It was very important also to see how to, how to get to that point, you know, how to get to that point of, being confident in yourself, how to work with some things you're not sure about, how to um, how to build from the scratch, basically, you know, even if you're not sure something is going to work out. And that's part of the reason why I found our podcast, your podcast, so, so inspiring in that regard because, <laughs> because it was incredibly 
it was incredibly helpful. It was incredibly inspiring. It was incredibly valuable. And it was, it was, yeah, it just touched my heart from the very first interview that I listened to. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what we need. And I was very proud of you that you also, uh, first of all, are extremely open. I, I don't know how much courage it takes to actually be so open, like, you know, during our team meetings and everything to say, hey, girls, here's the deal. Here's what's going on. I need your help, you know, or here I, I've been rethinking what we're doing. I'm going to refocus here and there, you know, here it's the new goals and things like that. It's incredibly important to be able to share it with your team, to be able to talk to them and not be, you know, afraid in the sense even that, oh, well, I'm the boss, you know, what are they going to think of me? No, honestly, it brings the level of trust and just level of inspiration a few notches up, you know, even because of that. And the recent interviews for the past couple of weeks, I mean, they just supported all of that, you know, that it, it, almost all of them highlighted, yeah, you have to get down to the team. You have to talk to the team. You have to be open, transparent and honest with the team. And that's, it's really inspiring and amazing. So yeah. And Anya is just an incredible coach, fantastic coach. Honestly, um, I remember, you know, like even our first meeting when I, I was super slammed with um, my work, my studies. Generally, I've been down because um, of these, these regulations in the country. There are a lot of things that you're not allowed to do right now. Uh, you know, the stuff, stuff is closed and I'm very extroverted person in that regard i really want to go and do stuff and travel and see and everything else and i didn't really have an outlet and that was really weighing on me and i remember after the first conversation um the first conversation was only 15 minutes but i already felt so relieved you have you have an incredible talent and you have an incredible passion for that and that's 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 just so inspiring honestly i wish i wish i could i could have at least part of that in myself, honestly. And I'm extremely grateful for everything that you taught me. That was incredibly useful, incredibly useful and valuable to me. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Nastya. And the thing is that you do have those things in yourself and you're developing. And as I said, when we started do, doing coaching, you asked for that in, in the summer. That so it wasn't from the start. I, I never pushed it on you. I never said, like, okay, you yeah. have to do it. But it's always open there, right? And uh, I remember the conversation. I remember when I was walking, I was walking into the hairdresser and you were like, give me the feedback. She's like, Anya, four weeks and you've already done this to me. <laughs> and how much, like you were shocked yourself how much yeah. you've accomplished. And it was not my accomplishment. It was you. That's the thing. When a person is coachable, when a person can <laughs> actually take in those things and implement them reflect on them then say come back and say okay this actually didn't resonate it didn't land well and so on let's find for some other way and let's find some other approach and some other tools this is where the magic happens that's where the real transformation lies it's not a me yes i i am brilliant as a coach i need to own it i i am i know that i have a lot of things that are so many people are missing and so many people craving the ability to create the safe space where the conversation can go without judgment, where I am daring to mirror things back to people when I dare to call them out on their bullshit, but at the same time do it in the most supportive way and loving way. I love of my clients. I'm then proud of all my clients, every single one of them. They show up the most vulnerable ways for our conversations. And that's not easy nowadays. So those are the things that like, I need to own, like that I have my strength, but 
those strengths without the person who can receive them and get some value out of them, they're useless. So it's the beauty of every one of you who, who listen to the show, of everyone whom I'm, I have the honor to work with, whether it is in a like real-time conversation or like this podcast, if you're listening to this show, you're tuning in every week and you're taking in something from these conversations, learning from me and my guests, this is where the beauty lies and that's what I'm eternally grateful for. I never take it for granted and I'm very grateful for every person mm-hmm. who, who tunes in, who subscribes, who downloads the the episode who leaves us reviews because this is what gives me the reminder why am I doing these things that are not so easy. They're quite frustrating sometimes. I would be much better paid so far <laughs> back in the corporate, for example, and probably have more freedom with my free time and so on. <laughs> but it's just the start of the business. But that's the thing. Like you, every one of you genius leaders are reminding me why I'm here. And uh, thank you for that. It's, yeah, Anya is doing an incredible work. When I first saw Anya's calendar, I was like, what? I mean, I can't say if there was any color missing at all on that calendar. It was There was no white. There was no white, which means there was no free space left. I was like, Anya, like, how? <laughs> it was just so astonishing at that very moment. So Anya is putting a lot I can't I can't even emphasize it enough um how much work and love Anya puts in what she's doing and it's always inspiring to see when you know even if you struggle or even yeah some, sometimes Anya mentioned that before you know I would send the first couple of months that I was working I would send uh show notes or blog posts and I would get feedback from Anya and like it was all red because it was all corrections it was all rewritten it was all I'm like oh no and Anya's like no no you don't understand that's great that's great like yeah I saw which where you were going with it but here's how I saw it and here is you know the way I I I think it's going to be better and it was really inspiring that there was no criticism like sorry not constructive criticism right there was never like oh, well, you're not doing it wrong or right or, you know, you're not doing this in the proper way. No, it was always support. It was always conversation. It was always inspiration. It was always, you know, um, like e- even just discussing what's better. Like I, I really, I really appreciated. Anya always asked us for advice as well. She, she would run the idea by us and say like, hey, girls, what do you think? Like, how can we do it? Should we do it or not? And um I think it was it was incredible. It was incredible to know that we were always a huge part of the team, a huge impact as well on the show and the way show develops and um, on the topics that are being discussed. Uh, when we were when Anna started doing her um, podcast based on the topic every every four weeks every month, um, the topic would change. It was very interesting because I was helping Anya um, look for some of the materials for that, and it was really nice to suggest like, hey, here's what I think should go next, or here's what I think is very interesting, or some things that I found during my research, I would, of course, highlight. And it, it was so nice to hear that I was taking it all into account. Like, And when you hear some of the things that you said, talked about or suggested or something, then during the interview itself or during the podcast itself, you were like, yes, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was always, always, always amazing. And um, just this transparency, this openness, and yeah, it's priceless so thanks and that's the thing like i i appreciate that and that's what i'm looking for for my team people who can 
say against, sometimes call me out on the things where I stop myself, like Marie does quite often. I will try to bring her on the, on the, on the show as well. Because she's sometimes like, why are you limiting yourself? Why are you setting the goal that low? I'm like, are you my coach? Are you my assistant right now? <laughs> but it's, it's good to be challenged those ways. And, and having people who believe in me more than I sometimes believe in myself in those tough times. And I'm laughing that your boyfriend has listened to my podcast more than my, my own husband has done <laughs> because for him, it's not his interest area, for example. And it's fine for me. I'm, I'm not married to him for the sake of my professional life. It's, it's a lot of different or other ways that he, he makes me happy with. Right. And, and he contributes right. to our relationship. But that's the thing, like that that was your way of commitment. You were sharing my podcast with your boyfriend and saying, listen to this, I need your feedback, or I want you to listen to this topic and things like that. So this is what I need. I need people who are passionate about what they do. And uh, hopefully there is some intersection, especially on the levels level of values. There should be alignment. But at the same time, the interests should be complementing each other. Things that I don't like to do, or I, I wouldn't think about them that is something that you can take on yourself and, and, and do and implement with a passion and dedication that I would like. It was also incredibly interesting for me just to um, see you grow. You know, I don't know how much you noticed it yourself, but from the side, it like from the starting point, A, when we just first had our call, uh, yeah, last year, you know, up till this point, we had quite a few team calls and just generally, Anna started taking more time for herself, which is fantastic. And that's what, most of the people forget to do and and i want to interrupt you here for a moment because you mentioned my crazy calendar but the thing is that there there was also that the trainings were there the family time was there the date with my husband was there so it was not only work-related stuff no, 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 even no, though it yes, has sorry, been yeah. way too much of that <laughs> recently but just want to make a point of that i'm trying <laughs> to put those things in my calendar and really stick to that as well yeah yeah exactly exactly the thing is that anya always um yeah, her calendar start, started slowly but surely getting, I believe it's blue, I think was your family time. It started getting more and more colored slots, you know, of um, day off, time off, hours off. And this is incredible because Anya started blooming after this. After she started mm-hmm. actually taking this this rest, she would come back so inspired and relaxed and was much more clear mind. And this was incredible. But the thing is that those interviews, it's not just, you know, and I wasn't just like hosting them for the sake of keeping up the conversation. But then after the interview, the next week, you see that Anya took the tips from the previous interview and started using them for our team, for our, yeah, for, for, for what we are doing. And you're like, yay, great. It's actually working. It was also incredible to see how much you learned. So as a team member, I, I, I noticed it a lot in our teamwork, you know, in, in the way podcast was moving, that you made a decision to work with specific people. Um, more than with others because it's just where you think you would be best fit which is incredible so that was really interesting for me but now I'm going to ask you a question like personally you how did you how did you feel like where do you see you implemented those things that you also took out of the podcast because we of course see just the level of teamwork right but on your personal level maybe with your family and things like that how do you see it how did it influence your life ever since you maybe even started doing the podcast or just implementing the tips that were um, there? There are so many, and that's a, such a great question as to for me to reflect on 
Uh, I actually got it from one of my ex-clients. Uh, we discussed in the, we were chatting and he uh, said, uh, yeah, it would be amazing to uh, read your summary of the two years in business because in end of January, it will be two years since I started taking paid, paid clients in. So here we go. That's the start of it. <laughs> Let's focus on the podcast. Just as you said, there was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of work activity in my calendar, right? And I'm the biggest proponent of taking the time for myself and for my dear ones. But so that was the stressful part for me for almost a year since August 2020 to June ish 2021, where I have pushed myself way too hard. All the time that was not family related uh, would be pretty much spent on work. Okay, trainings were also happening. So those were the two things. So I didn't allow myself to just rest or to go into my hobbies because I felt like, oh, I'm not earning. I'm like taking the salary out of the company, which quite often is normal for in the beginning, in the first year or two of the business. But I was not allowing myself to rest because I needed that first to happen first. and. The thing is that intellectually, I knew that it's the other way around. As soon as I give myself space, I will be able to provide for myself and my family. But it, on the emotional level, it was still a lot of work that had to be done. And I've been doing it on myself behind the scenes. I've been working with coaches, with even energy workers at some point, because I needed to get through some layers of bullshit, excuse my French, because... I was just stopping myself. I was pushing myself. There was no one else. It wasn't my husband saying, you bitch, go and get some money. Uh, it was it was really me getting in my own way and, and getting to spin the, spin the wheels in the ways that were not healthy for me, for the business or for my family. And the podcast and the conversations on, with the guests have been quite an instrumental part of that as well. Because I would get those reminders. I would ask the questions that I actually I was asking my coaches. So I was continuing those conversations quite egoistically. But I didn't feel bad about that because I know that if I go through this, a lot of other people go through this experience as well in their own way, uh, in their own level of intensity. But it's still there. So for me, it was important to bring those conversations while I was in that moment, while I was going through those challenges, not wait until I'm successful and I have, I don't know, a million dollar business or whatever it is, the metric of success would be at that moment. But while I am there, while I'm going through this conflict of teaching people to take care of themselves, but I'm struggling with that myself and I need to go and hire coaches or I need to talk to you girls and say, okay, I'm not having too many uh, things on my plate. Let's take off some like that completely, can you take over some things and call me out? And that's what you were doing, both of you sometimes. Like, why are you here in Slack? Why are you replying to my messages now? And so well, on One o'clock so. in the morning, I was, I was in the US and I'm like, why is Anya online? Like, it's way too late where she is right now. She should not be here. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this happening. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> it actually leads me kind of up how did you how did you find your zone of genius in a sense how did you how did you yourself finally figure out what is that i mean maybe not to the fullest extent yet that's normal because it changes um, of course but what inspired you how how did you how did you finally find this kind of the perfect middle of what you want to do and what's going to be useful hey genius leader i'm chiming in here quickly to ask you to do one thing for me if you're enjoying this episode, share it with one person who you think would find it valuable as well. 
Let's spread the goodness together so that more people can play within their zone of genius. It's been years and years of things. And when I look back now, I've been having signs of the or answers that I've been looking for for years around me. I just needed to go through some experiences to understand that really that is the thing. Talking about coaching, I, I've been doing project management. So that was both my education and professional background. And in that, I was doing technical project management. So I was handling very engineering-focused projects. But when I look back, most of my time I spent talking to people, lifting people, really growing the people so that they would actually get the project through. There was so much of time put into the, those unscheduled conversations when I just grab someone in the corridor and say, let's go and go into a team, a team room because I see that they're stressed. Or I would grab them and say, get the jacket on and we just go out for a walk. And people would cry, we would hug, we would laugh on those walks because that's what they needed to then go back and do their job, but also to feel good. You know, having someone who is, who is a mom just coming from maternity leave and who is just being brought into a toughest project ever in the company, in the history of the company. And she just feels not enough to, because she, like her format of working is 80% and then 20% she's still on maternity leave. But leaving at three every day was a nightmare for her. She just felt bad to leave her team members to continue working until for 30 and overtime. And she would go back and enjoy her family time. And then while being there, she felt like a bad colleague. And then while at work, she felt like a bad mom. And just talking through those things, normalizing that it happens, but also saying that, okay, it doesn't have to be this way. Those were my ways of successfully contributed to the project. So that coaching part has been there with me for a long time. The part with working predominantly with men has been this kind of back and forth. So when I decided that I'll work more with leaders, I thought women in tech, because that's my background. And quite often they taught, uh, coaches are taught, like the best ideal client is you in, in the past. And I tried that, but it was not my way. I didn't feel inspired. Not that I don't like working with women. I do work with women sometimes as well. But trying to build the whole business around that was somehow not, it was draining. It was really draining me and creating some anxieties. Until at some point, I just decided, no, I do want to support men because I believe in re them being included in the conversation so that we actually get healthier workplaces, healthier societies, and better equality. They will also win from the equality. Because they will be allowed to be themselves. They will not be pushed into those alpha male roles just because of their gender. So starting to own that was a journey. And then actually at some point I was explaining that to Marie, the other team member, and a picture came in front of my, my, my eyes, uh, which might, might, might sound funny, but I did an astrological reading uh, when we were moving from Iceland to, uh, from Sweden to Iceland. And there, the, the, one of the questions was about the work. How should I, what should I do when I switch land, countries and then I need to switch jobs? And the reading was a lot about like, you have so much power in your map and you need to work with men. You need to work on like, <laughs> have men as partners in your business. You need to have men as your clients and target <laughs> audience and so on. And when I was explaining the things to Maria, I was, 
I just like, okay, I need to find that page. And I found it and I was reading it and I was laughing like, okay, so why didn't I listen to that two years ago and have to, had to go like all around to get to this point. But there was, again, the experience that I needed to have to know what matters to me, what works for me. And also the experience that I think is important for me to have on my personal level, have lived through that so that I can easier resonate and uh, emphasize with, with people who I work with, because quite often they are pushed into the paths that are not natural to them, that are not within their zone of genius. So I can bring my own examples from my own experience to show that, yeah, even though I knew about those things, it was not easy to just say, I drop everything else, I do this. So this was just really the experimental part of it. And a lot of reflection, as you know, I, I do reflection every day in the evening and I feel like I, I write down what I've done well and what I didn't do well and do my learnings and gratitude and ask for help. And in there, I was just doing those check-ins. What brought me energy today? What kind of work made me joyful? And so on and so forth. And it's not about the utopia where 100% of work is just super joyful and I'm just bouncing around doing those things. No, running business has a lot of things that don't go that way. But at the same time, when I'm aligned with what I believe, why am I doing it? Even those mundane tasks, become more meaningful because I know that they will help me build a sustainable, successful business and bring more impact to the world. So it's all this long journey. And I think the best way of finding a zone of genius would be through making mistakes <laughs> and and seeing them as learnings and thinking like, okay, what have I tried now? What what went well? What What should I change? So it's not about beating yourself up, but also not to strive to just get the quality of mistakes or quantity of mistakes, but also the quality of the learnings from them. Yeah, one of the most valuable lessons um, that one of my friends taught me, I was struggling with something in my personal life for a long time. It was five, six years ago, probably. And she's, she, she talked to me about that and she said, okay, well, you clearly can identify the problem. You clearly know what's not going right, but you're not letting go of it. And that was a very crucial point for me to also understand, like, yeah, sometimes there are those moments and those things where you just refuse to believe that that's the case because something is too dear to you, something is too important, and you're worried, like, what's going to happen next, what's going to come next if you let go of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But instead of, you shouldn't be scared. You shouldn't be scared to let go of those things because as long as you're trying to save them and as long as you're trying to, hold onto something that is not yours and just try and remove the symptoms. Like it's not going to cure the problem itself, right? You have to let go of the problem itself and allow either other people to help you with that, you know, or God, or, or just, just by yourself, just realize that, okay, that's it done and over with. And so I remember again, when we started working, you were so um, focusing on everybody. You didn't have this specific like narrow niche and I remember you were you were much more exhausted and you were much more tired, like not not per se physically, but like just in the way you 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 spoke, in the way um like it was it was kind of almost on under skin level. I don't even know how to explain this, you know. But as soon as you let go of it, it let up. It let up immediately. And it was I was like, wow, okay, Annie is a completely different person right now. She's know what she's doing, she's on her path. And generally, you became more confident, and that was that was very inspiring to see because you like I think it also opened your eyes and our eyes on how much more you can bring to this world just by 
by focusing on where you're comfortable and not in the sense of, oh, well, I'm not going to step out of comfort zone simply because I'm scared to do that. But no, actually finding this comfort zone where you would, you would shine to your, like in your brightest, you know? So that was really amazing. And I'm extremely happy for that. Extremely, mm -hmm. extremely happy for that. You know, two reflections here, Nastya. One, in this autumn, I've been doing several courses with a career coach. Uh, she's helping professionals, successful professionals uh, with um, finding their zone of genius. She's not using that terminology, but that's how I see it. Uh, people who have found their dream job, quote unquote, but then they still burn out in that. That that usually comes from the wrong foundation and wrong intention with the job and attitude towards job. Not that I'm going through like a burnout, even though I feel like I could, I was on a slippery path that way. I just really like her approach and I really like the environment, the the group that is there. She's attracting very ambitious people, successful people, but at the same time, everyone is sharing very vulnerably. So I, I, th this is one of my ways of being on the receiving side of that. Uh, I'm, I'm providing safe space and, and holding that space for, for my clients and I need that for myself as well. And one of her questions in one of the courses was, how did you formulate it? What are you tired of, I think? Or some, I, I don't remember the formulation, but what I wrote there, I, I wrote several things. And one of them was surprising for me in that moment. I wrote, I'm tired of getting out of my comfort zone all the time. I want to have some home base to come back to. <laughs> Safe haven. And, yeah. And I'm just, I have a goosebumps right now when I'm talking about that, because that's not how I thought about it. I always have been this person who is, who is living on the edge or outside, just outside of comfort zone. I moved country several times. I've changed careers and so on and so forth. But if you look at two years ago, we moved to a completely new country, like a German and a, and a Ukrainian moving from Sweden to Iceland with a five-week-old baby. And then I started, I instead of work, work, like finding an employment, I went into owning my own business. All these things. And I just felt exhausted of that. And I felt like I do want to have some home base. I want to have that space of comfort. So it's it's very interesting to listen to you right now and, and hear this reflection of how you see it, that I did find it. And I honestly want to say that like working with my clients now, the way I do, is my safe haven, really. I own what I am good at. And in those relationships, I show up fully and I'm appreciated that way. That's the best. And again, that's one of the things of learnings that I implemented in my coaching uh, by listening to all these leaders who have been my guests, I'm I'm more daring to, as a business owner, but also as a coach, as a mind shifter, with my clients, and that gives them more support and quicker transformation. Sometimes, not that we go for quick fixes, but sometimes I feel like, okay, here I can actually push a bit more and call them out a bit more because that will open them up find help them find that root cause quicker so that we don't need to like we can then spend more time on implementing and integrating change in their life instead of investigating so this is one of the learnings again that i took from uh, from the podcast myself being a listener uh, to our <laughs> guests it's very interesting what you just said you know because you said oh i always was so risky you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but like what i just reflected on is you said i became more daring for instance, with my clients in the sense, you know, seeing where and how we can move faster. It's interesting that not always being extroverted or being risky means jumping on every opportunity that is there. Sometimes the focus simply shifts. And for you, it shifted from one thing to another. And 
a lot of people might think, oh yeah, extroverts, they're always outgoing. They're always want to do stuff, et cetera, et cetera. No, actually, like we also don't like building Jenga towers, right? We, much more, we would much more have a solid footing, a solid base where from where, yeah, we can, we can then explore more, maybe, you know, build it out a little bit. We don't mind doing that. We don't exactly want to stay in one and same place, but all of us need this, this place of rest where we can just be ourselves. And that in its turn presents another place where we can be more creative and more outgoing and more, um, yeah, daring to do something else. And that's very, very important to understand that I struggled with it, with it personally myself um, for quite a long time. And still, sometimes it comes back, obviously, of like, oh, well, I'm not doing it now. Oh, I used to be so outgoing and do, you know, 50 different extracurricular activities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm not that creative anymore. I'm not that, I don't know, fun anymore, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, no, I actually just started seeing those things that I can do in a different areas. And now I'm I'm pushing more and spending my energy in a lot of different places, but they're a little bit more focused than before. You know, if before it was some music, martial arts, and I don't know, theater and uh, some sports here and there and there. Now, for instance, with philosophy, yeah, I'm studying different branches of philosophy. So yeah, it's more centralized in that regard. But at the same time, it didn't change this whole extrovert thing and allowing to discover stuff. So, but when you don't feel comfortable, like you're pushing yourself to discover things, but actually don't feel comfortable discovering those things, or you don't feel like that's your thing. It's worse than just sitting in one spot, you know, and not leaving leaving that place ever again, either, you know. So it's very interesting. You also were talking about this the shift that you have been observing with me and um, crush it here. Like I, when you started saying, like, oh yeah, I saw that Rana is shining right now, or, or uh, you know, like more energy, and and she knows what she does. The the thought came to me, like, why didn't she tell me that? <laughs> But I feel like it's, again, it's part of the journey, right? Your, your observations, and it's not like you were hiding things away from me, but it's also part of the journey that I need to go through and to explore myself without too much of the extra opinions, maybe. Let's say that way. So, yeah. No, it's not even that. I mean, it's, it was even sh- showing in, in very different regards. Like, first of all, it's generally the style, how you hold interviews now, how you talk to people. and the way you support them has has changed a lot and that's incredible to see the way you text back you know and how much more structured everything became is a different thing you know but it's not just yeah of course it's hard work of you of our team etc etc of trying to build this scheme together and try to make it work but it's it's not only that it's also you feeling more relaxed and therefore clearing your mind for things you know you need to do and that's extremely important. So you just you know how sometimes like after the sea you come back and like the skin looks perfect and everything. That's that's how your body right now is renewing. That's how you are renewing right now. You're shining from inside because you feel like you know what you're doing. You feel inspired by what you're doing. You feel you feel the solid footing that I was talking about a minute ago, you know? And that's it's incredible to see from the side. I'm extremely happy for for you and uh, generally I'm proud of your achievements and how far you've got, you know, I mean, our team is, is small and I can tell for sure that it, it is sometimes challenging to manage all the tasks that need to be managed in a, in a team this small, simply because there's so much more we can bring. There's so much more we can talk about. There's so much more we can share uh, always, always, always. And because we're, we're 
we really deeply care about what we're doing. It's always to an extent really upsetting that we can say or do or provide everything that we possibly could. Yeah, but at the same time, it's pacing ourselves and taking these baby steps to reach there, which is very, very important. And so generally seeing, seeing how much we grew together, how much you grew, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible to me. Yeah. yeah, welcome to this to the world of entrepreneurship with having to decide what can I focus on and what do I need to drop for now. Do you yeah. have any more questions to me? I'm a bitty girl <laughs> being grilled here on my own show. <laughs> no, it's always it's always very uh yeah, very, very interesting because you you always like put comments, you know, responding to people's to people's stories or to people's suggestions, etc. 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 I know it's not the end of the interview yet, but I would actually really be interested to hear your three pieces of advice for genius leaders, because we always hear it from uh, our guests, but it would be really, really great to hear from you. What what would you suggest to, to, to us, to your listeners, to your clients, or to the guests that you had on the show as well? I would say my first one is always investing, learning, getting to know yourself. That's why that knowing thyself was the first theme when we started creating themes for the podcast, because this is the best investment you can do in yourself, in your company, in your career. It's the biggest, it's the process that gives most, really. Without knowing yourself, you involve yourself where it's not necessary. Uh, you get into the drama track with the relationship with other people. And you become self-occupied in a negative way that is not contributing to you or the person in front of you. All those things. Yet when you do have the tools and you have the consistency of checking in with yourself, reflecting on what's going on within yourself, whether you're aligned with your inner compass, it becomes much easier to navigate the stormy seas of life, as we say, and show up for your people fully. Contribute to your business in a way that it needs, in a sustainable way. Being there for your dear ones in life, maybe not all the time, not as much time quantitatively, but quality becomes so much so much better. So it's, that is the absolutely first thing. And if I would stop at one, that would be the one, really. <laughs> Invest in learning yourself. And investing can look differently. It can be working with a mind shifter or a coach like me. Uh, it can be going into some group course or program. It can be learning through the books and so on. So many ways. But I think what the important part is really integrating the learnings. I see so many people now it become trendy to kind of read one book a week or whatever. And people are just posting all those books that they're reading. But how much of that are you implementing? There is no one book that is the one and only that you need to read in your life so when i get a question on the podcast what is the one book that you would recommend i actually say whichever book you take about personal development that resonates with you the author speaks a language that it resonates with you just implement it not go through it and then write your bullet points of learnings and go to the next book because you're chasing those trendy numbers of how many books you've read no spend several years on that one damn book that's what I did with the book, the, the book that was that has become for me, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen, Stephen Covey. I read it for several years because I would, as curious as I was, I would stop at one habit and I would make sure that I implemented it in my life. And some habits, took, one habit took two to three years. Wow. And until that was in place, 
I didn't go, I didn't allow myself to go into the next habit chapters. And before, when I felt like, okay, now it's part of my life, now it's really integrated, I would read back the chapter of this habit that I was currently working on. And I feel like, hmm, just be super honest with myself. Have I implemented it? Do I really live by this principle right now? If the answer was honest, yes, then I would go to the next one. But that's the thing. It doesn't have to be that book. Take whichever book you want. Atomic Habits, something by Tommy Robbins, whatever it is. But do the damn work that they suggest you to do. So that would be the second one. (laughs) The third one is, remember to talk about things. You're never, ever, ever alone. If you've listened to any of the shows uh, during this first year of of the podcast, you hear it, that people tell stories that resonate with, with you, that you can recognize yourself in, and so on and so forth. You're never alone with the experience that you go through. So never stay alone. Never dare to stay in the feeling of being alone or lonely. Talk about the stuff you go through, both the good and the bad and the ugly. And really get that to be a habit. To have the space, to have the support systems around yourself, to have those people whom you trust, who are your safe space, and go to them to talk through things. Because it's it's just unnecessary to experience the, the good or the bad stuff alone. What you're saying here, it's incredibly, incredibly inspiring and simple, but people oftentimes forget about it. And especially what you said about the books, it was very interesting because so many people read as much literature as possible. You know, they're trying to get all this theoretical knowledge, but you're not going to get anywhere if you're not trying to implement it in real life. So that's that's really great. That's really, really great. What are maybe like the most challenging moments for you right now and the most joyful and rewarding moments for you right now? It can be personal life, it can be business life. Generally, what are the most, yeah, <laughs> something you're struggling with the most and something that is the most the most inspiring and rewarding for you? So I'll take one in personal life, one in, in, in business um, for each of those. <laughs> so the challenges in personal life would be the COVID, it finally hits me. Whatever side, like whatever wave we're in now, fourth, fifth, I think I'm not the only one who's lost count. But now I feel fed up <laughs> with the limits. <laughs> We've been limiting ourselves from the first day of, of things escalating in March um, 2020, uh, just taking our own responsibility uh, with my family, limiting our interactions with people. My clients here in person, for example, I moved them to uh, walks in the nature or to online and so on and so forth. Also with our friends, um, everything. And now I just felt like, ah, finally I can go maybe then sell stuff to so many years and and there it got worse again. And those kind of things. I just miss the freedom of doing things that I feel for in the moment, both mm-hmm. being a mom of a toddler without any support system, like of great par- or grandparents uh, in the country, but also all these limitations that we need to be responsible. We need to hold there for a bit more, maybe a couple more years, unfortunately, on and off. <laughs> but that is the tough part for me right now. I feel like oh, I just want to go and party. Not like I'm a party per girl, but like once or twice a year, I would need to go and dance the, the hell out of myself. And now I haven't done it for a couple of years. And it's not the same at home. So that would be the challenge on the personal level. Oh, yes. On the company level, I think it's about getting more sustainable growth. So just last week, I posted on LinkedIn that I'm now, uh, I've now filled my one-to-one practice. 
with what I thought would be my top capacity. And I don't feel like it's a top of my capacity. (laughs) I do need to drop some things to keep serving my clients and to have the space and to be able to show up fully. But that's the thing. Now I need to find the way of continue growing the business and it doesn't have to go into like, there are always different ways. It can be in the pricing model. It can be in the coaching model, whether I do it one-to-one, one-to-small group, maybe create a course and so on. So now it's really about being honest with myself, what I want from the business, not listening to the standards or those gurus in business that I've done a couple of times and that really derived me from my alignment and got me into spinning mode. And that's where I see the challenge for myself. Now that I've reached this goal and this milestone, I need to stay true to myself while designing the next step and implementing it. And if we talk about right. personal life, oh, do you want to have any comments on that part? Or no, 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 no. It just, it just. I'm very, very happy for you that you did you reach this goal. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, new New Year's resolution. But then I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, actually, I do, I do set up and uh, for myself, um, I do set goals for the year, and it's uh, it has become less of measurable goals, but more the feelings how I want to feel in different areas of my life, how I want to show up for different areas of my life. And that's been working for me well, because the actions, I don't know what I don't know. And a year is a huge period of time, especially if we talk about early stage of business. (laughs) So I just felt like I was locking myself too much into things that that might not serve me. But what I've done so far, like with this reaching the goal of uh, filling my one-to-one capacity is that I asked my mastermind uh, uh, friends, I have two friends with whom we do mastermind calls every Monday and support each other throughout the week uh, in our businesses. Uh, so I asked them to do a session in December so that we set the goals. And since we're all in coaching business in very different areas in different countries, it's usually more that focus. And then I had the same suggestion or the same ask from a friend of mine who is very similar to me with the ambitions level and the challenges, the personal challenges that we've gone through. Uh, so her asked to have a session like that, set the goals more overarching for the life. And then actually for the first time ever in our 10 plus years of relationship, I asked my husband, could we do some kind of dream board or vision board together? So that's what I do. And it, it's not about the year. I think it's more a coincidence that it happened now, but it was more my milestone within the company. But uh, I feel excited about that, really covering those three areas that mm-hmm. way with the people dear to me. That's great. I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy to hear that. You were talking a little bit about um, group sessions. You want to uh, lift the whale up a little bit about the master classes that are going to come very soon do you want to tell a little bit more about them <laughs> i'm so freaky lootly <laughs> yeah so we've been doing the webinars that have been aired here as, as uh, episodes first i was doing them with guests but then more and more i was uh, getting questions that were related to me and not to my guests and their topics so i started doing the solo uh, master classes or at that point i was still called webinars. And then we took a couple of months of break now to restructure things, rethink what we do and how. And from January, we are revamping that stuff. So uh, we'll do monthly masterclasses. Yes, 90 minutes of me, myself and I, (laughs) and all of you dear genius leaders who are coming in and, and want to learn together, share with each other, grow together. This is 
this will be the space to do that. I'm very excited uh, for that. It will be, uh, again, just as it was before, first Tuesday of the month, we will uh, spread information. Maybe we can put the link in the show notes for this one, right? For the first one in January. So really show up there and invest the time. As I said, invest in learning yourself. This is one of the platforms where you can do it. People get out of there creating new relationships with friendships or business relationships with the other people because they connect on this deep level. It's 90 minutes in in Zoom. Yes, we're all tired of that format, but (laughs) it still serves serves us and um, fulfills the the purpose. So yeah, do that present for yourself for Christmas and really go and uh, join the masterclasses. We as a team also put a lot of work into creating the masterclasses, pages, spreading the word, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to be a great present for us as well. And furthermore, if I learned anything, it's that it's very easy to give up by your, to give up on something by yourself. But if you have this team of people who struggle with similar things or who have the similar goal in mind, it's always much easier to get there because you get the support and never give up. And this is your chance to create this circle of people who think alike, maybe meet some new best friends of your life and just be able to to really one-on-one ask questions, something that has been bothering you for a while and get the answers. And I think it's going to be a great, great step. If, again, if 15 minute call with Anya changed so much in my life for the first time, <laughs> I can only imagine how much hour and a half <laughs> can change in yours. So I would highly recommend joining that as well. Thanks for the shout out to that. Uh, nice to you. You're doing a better job of promoting my services than I am. <laughs> <laughs> what were your, if we take pieces of advice or three biggest learnings from this year? Maybe we wrap up with that being mindful. Well, my three pieces of advice or three learnings. I actually think those would be three different lists. So three pieces of advice. No, I'll start with three learnings. First mm-hmm. of all is... Stop bottling things in yourself. Be able to find a way. It might not necessarily be talking to another person one-on-one because it sometimes can be very difficult, but writing a note or just putting it in yourself in your journal or something. What is going on? Talking through why you feel that way, what exactly you feel, and what causes you to feel that way. And is there anything you can do about it? This simplifies life tremendously (laughs) because uh, most often than not, there are two things happening or one of the two is either there is just a simple miscommunication and actually there's nothing enormous going on or simply you're just overthinking it. And when you put it on paper and read back through it, you're like, wow, actually, no, hold up a second. Like, what? How could I even think that? So that's one that's very... Yeah, it was. It was, I still struggle a lot with that, but since I started doing it a little bit more often, my life became much better. Second is is definitely find time for yourself. It can be very difficult to make those decisions, like it was for me uh, leaving Anya, because I was I I didn't even realize it till the last minute. I was constantly like, "No, I'm going to do as Anya said. I'm going to do it. I'm going to help out. The next week is going to be better." But be realistic with yourself in that regard, because. Yeah, you can't get extra hours and by not sleeping enough or by not taking lunch, you're not going to do anybody any good. Yeah, you might survive through that day and get more done that day, but it just keep going to keep piling up. There's no way for you to really get through all of this by cutting short on the time that you need for yourself. So provide 
to care your body needs, provide the care your soul needs, provide the care your mind needs. Uh, meditate, pray, start your morning by reading. Actually, this is really good good practice for me. I I wake up now and I don't touch my phone at all in the morning for like hour or hour and a half. And in fact, our bodies were programmed that way that we can't just wake up and run, run, run. We wake up much nicer and you're at more peace if you actually start your morning slowly. I know it might be very difficult to have half an hour for yourself in the morning, but even five minutes of like looking outside the window and sipping your coffee while you're doing that is going to set you up for a much better day. And the third uh, learning is um, set a dinner time or a bedtime or something to that effect. And about hour or hour and a half before that, don't touch your technology. Just don't. Put the phone away, put everything away. If you don't feel like talking, read. If you don't feel like reading, play board games. If you don't feel like playing board games, talk. If you don't feel like talking, I don't know, go for a walk or something, but don't touch your computer. Just let your brain be calm. It's very difficult to be one and one sometimes with your thoughts. So we often play music. We often go, you know, to bars. We often try to talk to somebody or watch YouTube or somehow fill our brain but this is a great exercise to spend more and more time with yourself and figuring out what is it you that you want to do and what is it that you need to do and honestly like in total if you find half an hour to an hour for yourself you already physically will start feeling much better much healthier and much more confident even in yourself you know confidence is not only about other people telling you that you're doing well or it's not about being self-confident even sometimes it's it's about knowing that you're actually physically able to do that because you're arrested and you have some time. So uh, those are my three learnings. And I mean, by default, there are going to be uh, some pieces of advice um, as well. I really hope it's going to be helpful to somebody. Of course, I'm not perfect in it, far from it, but it, it really, really has helped my quality of life. So I'm so proud of you, girl. Really nice to have this year of of being by your side and, and having the conversations with you really has shown me how, how much you've grown. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's an honor to, to be part of that growth and uh, have had your trust to help you that way. It, uh, it means a lot to me. And uh, yeah, we, we're not saying goodbye to each other. We're still <laughs> going to stay like close to each other and, and follow each other and, and support. So it's a sad moment that we'll not do it on a weekly basis, but I, I know that our path will cross cross professionally later on because we do have some common passions there. But uh, yeah, even before that, it, it will still stay on the radio with each other. Thank you. Nice job. We are doing the recap of the best of the best uh, during this uh, month since people will be crazy uh, busy quite often with shopping, Christmas arrangements, preparing before going on a <laughs> vacation at work and so on. And we didn't want to bring the new guests to make a disservice to them that our usual audience would not have time to listen to their episodes. That's why we are recapping. For those who want to stick to the practice of tuning in for Genius Leadership Podcast Weekly, you will have some uh, things dropping in. For those who don't have that space, no stress, no FOMO. <laughs> We're starting with a new theme on uh, uh, in January, early on. So uh, just uh, catch up with us then. But what I decided to do is that we have five weeks in, uh, in December. One is this episode. And then we have three episodes that have been uh, ha that have had the most downloads. And to be fair, I took uh, two downloads, uh, two episodes, one episode that had most downloads ever throughout the year and then two episodes that had most downloads per first month because obviously the accumulative downloads for, for the first episodes are 
a bigger. So you'll hear three of our guests that way. And then the fifth week is the favorite episode of you, Nastya, because I felt I would be a bit too <laughs> challenged to choose one episode that uh, I would uh, name. So what was your favorite episode? Yeah, I hope other, other guests are not going to be mad at me, but working with all of those <laughs> episodes really inspired me for sure. But one of the most influential for me personally was the episode with um, Caitlin Strumpel, I think her last name is. Yes. It was just incredibly incredibly inspiring it was it was it was a very on one hand difficult episode when i was hearing about her life story but on the other hand it gives so much hope and so much guidance in a sense even uh and and again emphasize the importance of taking it step by step that i was walking under these impressions for the next three or four weeks just recapping over and over in my head what was said so yeah that's my personal favorite, and I, I I really really recommend listening to it. It's incredible. So here you go, Genius Theaters. <laughs> Thanks so much for staying with us for for this hour with a bit of uh, more. But um, I hope you got uh, to know me better, the host. I'm usually the interviewer on the on <laughs> these interview on on these episodes, and but I still want to show different sides of me because I think it's important for your journey. I hope uh, our conversation helped you normalize some things, uh, gave you permission to think or feel some things, and uh, gave you some food for thought on how to implement things that you're learning. So again, as always, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. I appreciate you all and uh, really looking forward to the new year with uh, every genius leader tuning in. And Nastya, thank, thank you. you so much for being part of the team and for showing up today. Thank you. Thank you for invitation. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 